Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Colonel Tony Schaefer joins us now. Tony, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming back on the show. Always good um, to be here, Judge. Thank you. I want to talk to you um, a little bit about how the Israelis feel about Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I want to talk to you a lot about the collapsing uh, support in America and in the West for the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, over the weekend, the Washington Post came out with some sheer nonsense from the CIA. Of course, they don't admit it's from the CIA. You, you can de- debunk or support that, uh, that uh, a colonel uh, in the uh, Ukraine uh, military intelligence, he has since denied this, is taking responsibility for the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline. Our friend Cy Hirsch says this is uh, hogwash. This is the third of the CIA's uh, crazy explanations. The last one was six people on a sailboat a la Gilligan's Island. Uh, why would the CIA use, there, there is the colonel, he, he's, in a, he's in jail. So you see yeah. him in a glass cage in a Ukrainian uh, courtroom. He's jailed because apparently he... Uh, Uh, attempted to induce a Russian pilot to defect to the Ukrainians and something went wrong and Ukrainian soldiers were killed in the process. He uh, first admitted, but then denied he had anything to do uh, with uh, Nord Stream. Uh, But my question is, uh, the president of the United States boasted in the presence of the German chancellor, if Putin enters Ukraine, we'll destroy Nord Stream. The German chancellor didn't say a word. Cy Hirsch came out with the most detailed, irrefutable explanation of CIA and Navy SEALs destroying uh, uh, Nord Stream. The CIA came out with the nonsense about the Gilligan's Island-like uh, minnow, the name of that boat, if you remember from the TV show. I do. And, and I now do. this. Why is the CIA coming out with this now? Does this have to do with anything with Zelensky falling and Zeluzhny rising in Ukraine? Sorry my question so long. No, I think it... Um... I think the parallel is more appropriate for uh, Get Smart. If you remember, uh, two men in a rowboat <laughs> and all the doors. With that time to use of yours, you are aging yourself that you know these 19 yeah, no, television shows. We need to use the, cl- the, clo- the, the cloak of, of silence. It's like, Max, you know that doesn't work. Anyway, back to, back to our topic. 
it's so the CIA's motto should be anything but the truth. That, that because that's why they're putting it out. The idea here is to muddy the waters as long and as as uh, um, as as um, massively as possible with as many stories as as they can they can do. So what you see here is another uh, convenient narrative, and I think most people even say, "Oh, it's a narrative. It's a narrative. It's, it is a narrative." So the CIA is all in picking up threads. Uh, come on, this is we saw this a number of times over the years. The whole uh, yellow cake in Africa. You know, I'm sure your colleagues, McGovern and others, can probably give you much more detailed stories than I can. But suffice it to say, the CIA is all in because, to your point, Judge, all roads lead back to one very frail and uh, depends dependent Joe Biden. So here is that frail and dependent Joe Biden, Chris, with um, Chancellor Scholz. This is before the invasion, so about two weeks before. Uh, the Russian troops first entered Ukraine. Yeah. If uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. What do you, what? How will you how will you do that? Exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Like a poodle standing yeah. next to him and not shown on that clip is the chancellor of Germany. He doesn't say a word, just sits, stands there and smiles. Now, so, this is, this is uh, uh, meat and potatoes for Cy Hirsch. So, I mean, look, Judge, who are you going to believe? Uh the video or 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 uh your lion ears i mean what the heck it's it's um it's abundantly clear that joe biden got a prosecutor fired uh when he was vice president he says it on stage i don't know why people doubt this he says he did it same here uh i i have not talked to cy hirsch about this uh, uh, but i do believe cy's reporting is completely credible regarding uh joe biden approving the hit conducting the hit and the other thing that people tend to forget, going back to the two men in a rowboat or Gilligan's Island metaphor, to do an attack like this underwater takes a sophisticated uh, uh, technology uh, capability. Most You can't do it with two men in a rowboat. You can't do it with a pleasure craft. You have to have a submersible with some level of ability to put people at the bottom and implant things or... Uh, uh, things I, I, re I refer reference to you and your audience, Blind Man's Bluff. There's a book out that talks about uh, Black Navy, and that's Black meaning the euph euphemism for clandestine, Black Navy during the Cold War. So anything you can see in that book, you can imagine was applied here to the Nord Stream pipeline. So I'm right, just saying. Last, last question yeah. about Nord Stream. Does the Ukrainian yeah. Navy, military, intelligence community have the sophistication to have pulled this off. No, no, okay, not remotely. No, okay. Um, it would be it's it's an, it's a strongly stated uh, aspiration, but no, that there's no way, none, zero, zero. Okay. Uh, before we get a, a little more into collapsing support for Ukraine, one or two questions about Israel. You have uh, friends and contacts in Israel and in the IDF. 
Yeah. Uh, what What is the feeling about uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu? I mean, for generations, maybe for 75 years, the Israeli people had a compact or a contract with the government that the government had their backs, that no matter how unpopular they or how irrational their opponents were, the government would protect them. October 7th was the greatest Israeli government failure in the history of the uh, of the country. How did the Israelis, from your contacts, feel about Netanyahu himself? Well, I just state what I've already said on the record, restated, I should say. You know, I, I have my own radio program, The Hard Truth, Tony Schaefer. I am interviewed back right after the 7th of October, uh, Ambassador Ido Aharoni. Aharon, Ambassador Aharoni, who I've met, worked with, He's he was the consul general for the Israelis at the UN for uh, about uh, five, about six years. Now you seated a, that ambassador next to me at a dinner party at uh, that's right. And at least you remember that. Oh, yeah. You remember absolutely. So you know him. You know him. So you know him personally. So yeah. So uh, so his perspective. And again, this is uh, we talked about this in the show that that Netanyahu's legacy is going to be the failures leading up to the seventh of October uh, to the attack. That's it. That's that's what. The Israelis I talked to, uh, represented by Ambassador uh, uh, Aharoni, uh, reflect that. So I think at this point, uh, Bibi's shelf life is limited, uh, and I don't want to use the shelf, elf on the shelf metaphor. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just being a little bit glib here, but I think there's a limited time he has left to do what he has to do. I know there's a lot of international pressure on Israel to do a number of things. One of those is regarding their march into the Gaza Strip. Uh, I don't want to get into the details of that. I do track it, as you and I are both do a lot of stuff on another network. I'll be talking about my point of view on this later today. With that said, uh, it's very clear that most of the Israelis that are actually not politically minded, that is to say they don't go to the political politically, political extreme, see Netanyahu as a, as a net loss that he needs to go and okay. sooner than later. So, okay. Why is um, support for Ukraine collapsing in the West? Um, I think the veneer of victory, which was touted by the mainstream media in both the United States and England has, has worn away. I think the, the, the bare horror of Ukrainian losses cannot be hidden. I think the uh, immense waste of U.S. military resources, German resources, NATO resources, which have been given to them and used fruitlessly, cannot be hidden. And the one thing that you can't hide is the Russians are back on the offensive. So uh, every every part of the battlefield, from north to south, the, the Russians are now have returned to the offensive. Some in, in major ways, some in small ways. But there's no way to hide that at this point. I think that's why the U.S. is finally, people who have been lied to, notable, notably, your audience. Judge, you've always given me and others access to your, your audience. We've told them from the beginning that, they, that the Russians were going to win this. And it's not, well, I'm not pro-Russian. It's just the facts are what they are, rather than what the, the, the folks on the, in the neocons wanted them to be. We're going to take a break uh, uh, from Colonel Schaefer for just a minute for uh, a commercial uh, announcement. When he when we come back, how bad is for uh, President Zelensky, and what is the connection between the fall of Zelensky and the events of October seventh? But first, this man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Judge Napolitano here. The world is falling apart and the government wants to spend money to try and save it. The Israelis are defending themselves from the greatest onslaught in their history. Ukraine is collapsing. We are trying to fund both on borrowed money and borrowed time. The Federal Reserve keeps raising interest rates so everything you own is worth less and everything you earn can buy less. What can you do about it? You can buy gold and silver, the most stable commodities on the planet in the past 3,000 years. The government can't print more of it and can't interfere with it. Where should you buy your gold and silver? Do what I did and go to Lear Capital. Call 800-511-4620 or go to learjudgenap.com. You'll have a very interesting conversation with a very knowledgeable person. No heavy pressure. And if you want to diversify what's in your IRA from stocks and mutual funds, consider physical gold and silver. Ask about a gold-backed IRA. You can take this information and discuss it with your spouse. And when you call, find out if you can qualify for up to $15,000 in bonus gold or silver. Call today, 800-511-4620, learjudgenap.com. When you talk to them, tell them the judge sent you. How badly did the neocons uh, miscalculate in Ukraine and how badly do they admit they <laughs> they miscalculate? I'm sorry to ask you this. I can't do it with a straight face. That they I can't either. In Ukraine, they're admitting nothing. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't encourage people to go over and, and look at Jennifer Rubin and Malcolm Nance and all these folks because I think that I don't want to get into a name calling or anything. But it's like I always scratch my my head knowing what I know when I see what they say. It's like Really? Are, do you are you a, like a are you like a Star Trek character? Do you live in some alternate timeline that we don't know about? Because that's the issue. They they continue to live in their alternate universe, Judge. They 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 started off in that alternate universe, and they tried to make everybody else join that alternate universe. Well, they're back in their own alternate universe by themselves, but they're not going to actually admit to anything that they did regarding mistakes. And this is and let me say this to be very clear, painfully clear. Political aspiration should never be the basis for taking sides in a foreign conflict. And that's what happened here. Uh, there were a lot of folks, for whatever reason, in the neocon left, because I don't really, I don't consider them conservatives, um, who wanted Putin removed. Why that is, I don't know. Prigozhin uh, was part of that. I think we're going to come to find in much more detail that Prigozhin was the heir apparent that they really did want him. 
to be the guy that goes in there and gets rid of Putin. I mean, never hire a chef to do an assassin's work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that was a bad move. But um, I think they were all in and having Putin removed, somehow believing that Putin would, uh, his removal would make things better within the the, uh, the the former sphere of the Soviet Union. And I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know even know why they thought that, so. One of our writers, uh, Willie Bowles, asks, how do these people sleep at night for what they have done to all the young men's death deaths in Ukraine? A whole generation gone for Victoria Newland and yeah. Tony Blinken and Jake Sullivan and Joe Biden's fantasies, fantasies that they can use Ukraine as a battering ram with which to drive Vladimir Putin from office. Yeah, Judge, this was never about Ukraine. Not once. I mean, Ukraine was used liberally, and I mean that in the general sense, not in the in the political sense, but it was very clear from a, for, for a number of us, like, you're not trying to help these people win, are you? You're just simply giving them stuff and letting them go off into essentially a, a form of, of World War One attrition warfare, where you're just throwing people into the grinder and hoping for the best, because that's what they did. And at this point, I think they really did believe, Judge, that throwing enough stuff at Russia would simply degrade Russia and see Putin and Russia fail. And they could care less about the, 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 the very thing you just said, the lives of a whole generation of Ukrainians. They should be ashamed of themselves, but they're not. They're, not, they're never going to be ashamed of themselves because they, they are, their politics is a form of, of collective narcissism that allows them to do whatever they think is right and ignore the reality in which we live. Has uh, Western Europe soured on uh, supporting Ukraine the way oh, yeah. uh, the United States has and at least the House of Representatives and probably most of the Senate? I think uh, the first group who actually said it was Poland. Poland, actually, about a month a month ago, we talked about this. Right, right. We said, we, we said we're out. Good luck with your war. And that was before the Polish elections. That's, that's right. Uh, uh, or when a more liberal uh, uh, party came into power. Right. So Poland has already, I think, started the trend, and everybody else is just quietly kind of backing away. You know, it's like that Homer Simpson thing where he backs into the bushes, like, you know, I wasn't here. So, no, I think it's going to – that's why you saw that, that great Zelensky – uh, clip dialing for dollars you know him uh if you give me if you give me an abrams today i'll pay you for it tuesday so right. you know um are the ukrainians to some extent a victim of timing that is october 7th which certainly devoted or diverted the attention of american policymakers from ukraine to israel no i think it's a convenient off-ramp they were, uh, Judge, they were looking for the off-ramp. A lot of folks by then were looking for the off-ramp. Uh, come on. You can only ignore, again, like I said, the veneer of the alternate reality coming off uh, the, the whole narrative. It was just getting harder and harder to cover up that big hole in their story about how victory is, is imminent. Uh, and then when you had, uh, within, the, I guess, last week, uh, General uh Jaluzny, uh, admitting to the Economist, the British publication that uh, yeah, we're at a stalemate. No, you're not at a stalemate. You're you're basically on the defensive now, and you're hoping for the best. So, and, I think that's and, a, that's why right now you're seeing. I think Zelensky's speaking of someone with a limited shelf life. I think Zelensky's days are very limited. And Tony, after uh, General Zaluzny, who who you and and the other former military folks that come on the show have told me is rooted in the international military community. He's not a political hack. He, he may right. have becoming the president of Ukraine, but he's, he's a serious military guy. 
after General Zeluzhny said that, President Zelensky dispatched his people to condemn what General Zeluzhny said. Then General right. Zeluzhny's chief of staff was assassinated when he opened up what he thought was a birthday present, and it was a uh, and it was a grenade. Then President Zelensky uh, canceled presidential elections in 2024. So how unstable is President Zelensky's presidency uh, in? Ukraine as a result of the miscalculations in the war, as a result of Ukraine letting the bully them around and not entering into a peace agreement with Russia that they both agreed to two years ago. Well, I think the peace agreement is going to be prominent in the, in the new discussions. I know in most of the media I listen to, that's very prominent for the right reasons. Uh, the illusionary thing, remember, Judge, you and I are both his, his story, uh, uh, students of history. Uh, during the the worst years of the Civil War, we still had elections uh, in 1864. Uh, Lincoln went up uh, for re-election, and he almost, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to lose. And he, and so, you know, the fact that we had elections during our Civil War means that, and I still see that the whole thing with Ukraine is Civil War. Uh, again, I, I've said this before. It's it's more of a civil war than it is an invasion of a of another party. They're they're all Slavs. They're all slugging it out over terrain that's been back and forth between the two countries over the last 300, 400 years. So, uh, with that said, I think Z uh, Zelensky is on very thin ice because he. Uh, that's why I think it's one of the reasons he canceled the elections. He knows he's, his party. He and his party wouldn't sustain themselves in elections. People are fed up. People, they, they, they cannot lie to their own people about the massive losses and complete feckless effort. Uh, and I think a lot of people, if they look at the facts, are going to see Zelensky as an extension of the United States and the, the interest of the neocons of Newland and of uh, Blinken, rather than being a steward of the interest of the uh, Ukrainian people. Where does everything stand militarily? I mean, can can Russia keep going east? Can it go to the... Dnieper River? Can it go to yeah. Kiev? Kiev? Does does Putin even want to do that? Has the Ukraine military Ukraine military effectively collapsed? The answer is, I think the uh, Ukrainian military is on the verge of collapse. I, I think there's a good chance you're going to see. Remember, during, I, another civil war parallel, uh, and I'm not the only one saying this, by the way. This, this is not Tony Schaefer's creative thinking. This is the things I'm I'm reflecting. Things that have been said in the media. Uh, I think there's a good possibility. If you remember the Civil War in uh, 1865, there was no formal surrender of uh, of the South to the North. Uh, basically, Jefferson Davis, the president of the South, a Democrat, by the way, just just throwing that in there, uh, ran away, and they they eventually captured him. But there was no formal there was no formal end of the war. Uh, basically, people generally think the Appomattox surrender of of Lee to Grant as kind of the end, but there is no formal end. There's a possibility. Are you suggesting that there'll be no formal end to this war? They'll just I'm, I'm suggesting. Fighting. I'm suggesting if the central government fails, falls, the military will will uh, or the military could fall first. I think the military. Remember, they're used to getting tons and tons of of, res of resources. That stuff's falling away. Yeah, from us. It's, it's going to fall away. So the question becomes, what do you do with what's left in the field? It's going to be up to Putin what he wants to do or not do regarding the, the Dnieper River and the rest of Ukraine. I don't think I don't think Putin wants it. I think Putin wants a diplomatic uh, a nego negotiated into this. They keep what they have and basically they, they push Ukraine into being a neutral state, much like Switzerland. 
where you know neither side has an advantage and they're kind of seen as a neutral uh, area for both both uh, both sides. So. Tony, put your uh, political hat on uh, for me. Is there any chance uh, that the Congress, through some sort of a crazy compromise involving uh, Israel, Taiwan, the southern border, border security, whatever, politics, to cobble together, is there any chance that Congress comes up with the billions that Joe Biden wants uh, to send to Ukraine? So we've already got earmarked uh, $10 billion to go to Taiwan, which I think is going to happen despite Biden doing some things to actually ingratiate himself with the PRC, CCP leadership. That's their meeting is today. The Xi meeting with Biden is today as, we, as we're taping this. Uh, so that's one tranche of $10 billion. That's a lot of money. And then um, we've committed to doing, uh, a, I think, a similar amount for the Israelis. And I think that's something that's going to happen as well. The Ukraine money is something problematic because Joe Biden wants that money in, basically together with the Israeli money because of the, the par problems in his own party. Joe, the, you know, the Democrats right now are completely split down the middle. Well, I think they're more uh, on Hamas' side than in the middle regarding the, uh, the the Israeli issue. So Biden wants to basically literally split the baby here. They want to have money go to, to uh, Ukraine, which is his pet project. And he wants to have the, the Israeli money tied to it. So it's like, well, I, I had to do it. I had to side saddle, you know, to get it through. The, 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 the truth is the opposite. Everybody I talked to, members of Congress, want it all split out. So individual mm. votes can be established and tracked. And, and I think you and I would agree any appropriation should be in a specific focused area, not a big block. This uh, omnibus nonsense is insane. Our old friend Walter Jones drove Walter nuts when, when they did stuff like this. So I, I'd like to believe under a more conservative leadership, they're going to break out the budget, make sure those these things are separate. And, and if, if they case, do, if, if they do break the case, it out, Tony, will will aid the Ukraine pass? No. They won't. They will okay. not. So the the absence of Ukraine from the front pages, so to speak, is not just because of American uh, interest in Israel. It's because American and media recognition that Ukraine has lost. Something you and I and McGregor and, and Ritter and Johnson and McGovern and Ho and Kwiatkowski and all the others have been saying for two years. Yeah. And look, full disclosure, I know a lot of these guys. I know Matt, Matt Ho. I, you know, I know Danny. I know I know Doug. I consider them all friends. But it doesn't change the fact that, we, that basically without we didn't talk to each other about any of this either. We did not coordinate. These right. are all folks I, I admire because of their independent thinking and independently of each other. We all saw this for what it is. And it, it, the, yes, the, the answer is to your question. The mainstream media just can't hide it anymore. There's no way CNN, MSNBC can do happy talk, as our friend Catherine Herridge calls it, uh, where they basically the media just parrots things which make people feel good. They, they can't do that anymore because there's nothing there that they can use to, to point to. So, Tony Schaefer, always a pleasure, my dear friend, no matter what we talk about. Thank you uh, very much for your time. We'll see you next week. Great. Thank you, Judge. Three o'clock today, another analysis of this from the intelligence inimitable Phil Giraldi. He'll also tell us about war crimes in Israel. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.